Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is um. Okay. So so hard. All right. This is uh. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh Talk GA, our very first episode of our podcast, Talk GA with Solar Games, and um, joining me here today is my co-host, Fomi, and Eva. Uh, so. Being that it is our first episode ever, we are gonna do a little bit introduction of ourselves. So, Fomi, let's. Uh, how are you doing? And also, second question is, um, what what did, what brought you to Grand Archive? Yeah, doing good. First, thanks for having me on uh, uh, episode of Solar Games. This is a dream come true. Great. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, let's see. I found out about Grand Archive from Anime Expo two thousand twenty two. Okay. Um, and uh, just looking at. Um, like the aesthetics of it and then going online finding out about the mechanics and it being kind of like magic um, in certain aspects of it got me really interested and then it just got more and more interested and um, started trying out the game and that's how I got into it and then eventually I ended up being the tournament org- organizer for Victory Point Cafe uh, where we're all playing now that's right um, mm-hmm. yeah and just really enjoying the game excellent excellent all right Eva how are you doing I'm uh, very nervous, but good. Oh, okay. Great. Well, uh, let's just try to break the ice a little bit. How did you get into Grand Archive? I mean, I know Sean got in. Break so, the ice. Yeah, yeah, break the ice. How, how did you get into Grand Archive? Uh, yeah, this fellow named Foam was like, uh, I heard about this cool new anime card game. And I was like, I like card games. I'll give it a try. I mean, we've, we've tried a, f- a few card games together before, but none of, none of them really stuck with me until Grand Archive kind of checked off all of my boxes. So. Did you ever yeah. play Magic? I've tried it. I, I tried to get I've her into tried magic. It. Um, and then also Flesh and Blood. Yes, I tried it. Wow. I, yeah. I enjoyed it, but didn't really want to stick is, with it. Sab is pretty next level for sure, yeah. Oh, it was, yeah. It, it hurt my head too much, which is why I stopped playing Flesh and Blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm Mark. I also want to share uh, how I got in Grand Archive. Well, part of it is uh, actually because of uh, Foamy here. Um, so this is ooh, March, April this year at MXP Oakland. This is a magic event we were at together. And then towards the end of day one, I think, or day two, day two, um, it's like almost midnight. Uh, I brought my kids. He brought his kids and he's like, all right, do you want to try a new card game? I'm suspicious, but you know, I'll, I'll try it. Of course, I, the moment I, you know, he doesn't tell me too much about it. He just says, it basically rules very similar to magic. Read the cards, explains the card. I'm like, all right, I know how to read the cards. Mm-hmm. So I open and look at these cards. I'm like, all right, so I feel like I got, already got scammed. Because we've got yeah. anime waifu girls you everywhere. You're so embarrassed. You're, you're like, I can't be seen with these cards here. Dude, you gave uh, me the Lorraine deck. And I was like, what so you is want this? What was Lorraine? No, she, I mean, it was Lorraine she's versus, versus very, Rai. Very beautiful lady. And I said, do you want to play act like just like a mid-range deck with attacks? Or do you want to storm off? The, yeah. Anyways, I played one game. Um, I thought it was really fun. Like, really fun. And it really got me interested. Yeah, I've never seen you so intensely playing a card game before, including <laughs> yeah. Magic. Yeah. Um, the, the, that drive home, I was like... Because I lost both games. Yeah, I think we played. Two you games. messaged me on the draft after you got home, and you're like, "Dude, Chum, what did I do wrong?" Like, yeah, yeah. Because you were telling me Eva was winning with the Lorraine deck. I'm like, "How? How's she doing that?" Because like, I feel I was losing to the Rye. Like the Rye basically does nothing, right? And then like does 22 damage or whatever, right? And I'm like, "What is this?" For free, right? And mm-hmm. I'm over here poking for one damage, but I need 20 turns. And you're to like win. saying, "Oh, this these decks don't seem very balanced." <laughs> the whole time, the whole time, I was yeah. thinking Lorraine is so bad, right? That's yeah. Day one. That's how I got into Grand Archive and just basically never, uh, never stopped. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Kept on going. Kept on going. All right. So today we're going to talk. You know, start off with some news of Grand Archive, and then we're going to talk about you know DOA as we are at the end of DOA's season one, if you will. 
a Dawn of Ashes. We're going to give a proper send-off for Dawn of Ashes. And then we'll hop right into talking about FTC's release, which just happened this past week. Yeah. So without further ado, let's talk about news. So two pieces of news that came in this week earlier uh, on August 25th, right hot off the press. We have the new band and uh, BNR announcement. So what happened for me? Uh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Uh, nothing has changed. Wait, 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 no, it means we can play our Anime Expo promos now. Yeah. Oh, oh shit! I forgot. We, we can uh, we can play our Imperious Highlanders. Imperious Highlanders uh, have been unbanned. Strongest card in the meta. Correct. <laughs> uh, so uh, underrated. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so so ta- tell us a little bit. Like the fact that nothing has happened also I think means that it's it's very important that nothing. No, happens I, I agree hundred percent with the, the decision. Uh-huh. Um, we just got a brand new set. It's going to include a lot of the tools that are, will address the cards that people have been historically complaining about, namely uh, reckless conversion, <laughs> uh, like ascension into avarice to draw a gajillion cards. Um, I think that um, they're aware that in this new meta, yep. there's so many. For, first of all, not even just directly at those cards, yep. but the the decks that they support won't be as good anymore. So, for example, Lorraine. Um, there's just so many answers that um, can like fizzle attacks now. So just things that rely on a single big attack are going to be a lot worse overall. So there's no need to like further nerf her tools. Uh, Rai might still be pretty good, but we are getting Tithe Proclamation. Yes. Um, so you know Rai can't just like really nilly draw their entire deck. Holding down. Yeah. Um, I don't want. I don't want to see these Rai's draw like. 50 cards and the scries for 17. Yeah. And nobody wants to sit there when they they reckless and you have to sit through another 15 minutes of them We're done. going through their storm yeah. death turn. Yeah. Did, yeah. did you know, by the way, with Tithe, uh, drawing into memory is a draw. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I did not realize this. I was like, oh, okay, so we're really screwing over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't let people get away with that. Yeah. That's we're right. policing everything now. Police, police everything. That's right. Uh, yeah. So. Thank you for that update. Um, I also uh, noticed there was a little bit of a rata for some FTC cards. Can you just cover, I think, the, the one that's really uh, important, the Ravidian? Uh Yeah, the most important one. Uh, there's there's like kind of two mechanically relevant erratas. Yeah. Uh, the most important one is uh, the Viridian uh, Trinket. Is yeah. that? Protective Trinket. Per, uh, Viridian Protective Trinket. Yes. So this is like the, the anti-water trinket. Yep. Uh, yeah, Eva has some choice <laughs> words about this errata. Some opinions. Um, originally, the, the, the trinket was you banish it, and during that t- turn you banish it, uh, your opponent's water a- activation costs two more. Yep. Um, but now it's a static effect that as long as the trinket is on the board, uh, your opponent's uh, water cards cost two more to activate. And that's drastically uh, on, different. On, on your turn. Right, and that's drasti- drastically different from the fire and the wind versions, which you still have to banish. Yeah, they're right? still like single use and then they, oh, wow. they have some effect and it's done. Wow. This is forever when it's your turn, wow. your water opponent ha- would spend two more to be able to activate their water cards. Okay. Yep. Um, so it'll affect any kind of counter mag- counter uh, play. Sure. Uh, it'll affect um, defensive spells. Defensive. Yep. Um, healing water barriers, yeah, uh, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. This card is single-handedly forcing me to play Fracturize, which is already a good card, and I probably would play it, but it is making it like I have to play it, or else mm-hmm. I will just like die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Fracturize is a very good card. Yeah. yeah. Also, also yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, the other other one is uh, I don't know how often this will come out outside of sealed, but uh, Intrepid Spearman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went from uh, like like godly not unkillable like thing to being like kind of just annoying uh, it used to be that whenever it was attacked 
you could it had an ability where you could check your memory and if you have a win it would prevent three damage and every time it gets a, t a t hit it would trigger this effect okay um but they've eradicated it so that it triggers only once per turn once per turn so okay. that you could hit it once it will proc the effect then the next time you hit it, it wouldn't happen again okay cool so another piece of news that we got this week was that there's going to be some sort of online uh tournament play uh, that's official uh, event lease so can you tell us a little bit more about that who has it up? Eva has it up. <laughs> yeah, I pulled yeah. up the article. Nice. Um, yeah, so they announced an online league um, for webcam tournaments, and um, they've announced five regions. They're going to be region locked so that there's less latency issues. Mm -hmm, that's smart. Um, yep, that's paid idea. entry, cool prizes. Um, yeah. Um, this should be good for just like community building because a lot of people don't have a lot of locals yeah, that they can play sure. with. Really good for like accessibility for. Mm -hmm. Um, like, you know, we're really lucky. We live in NorCal that there's a lot of stores here that have regular events, but, you know, not, not everybody will have that kind of community. So yeah. this will be really great for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, my only concern is maybe like in terms of it might be easy to cheat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. People know the, what Mark is referring to, which yeah. is like the, the infamous Digimon card in the mouth yeah webcam situation yeah. the guy the guy drew like six cards he should have only had let's say four the judge came on the the, the webcam says lay your cards down he basically ate his cards <laughs> to, to dodge the judge it's pretty it's funny like yeah it's a good so. great video um yeah it's probably you can find it online somewhere on the internet yeah I mean, we'll, so we'll link we'll link it if we find it yeah so it's yeah. like hard and especially it's, these are paid events right yeah. and you, mm -hmm. people are going to get actual physical prizes yep so the incentive is there to try to cheat yeah and you know i'm sure that yeti and these other organizers have some mitigation strategies yeah. to prevent that and yeah. you played some some of those tournaments right yeah most of these tournaments um the webcam set is set up in a uh, way where you do have to show your hands and i think the rules do say something like your hands and the cards in your hands must and all the cards on the table must be seen at all times the, actually, the bigger problem with a lot of these webcam events, um, myself and Benton felt the same way, was the glare. Sometimes you just can't read the cards, and it's very awkward to keep asking people, "Can I see that card? Is it a two-four? You know, especially in the beginning when we play like any Sylvie player, I don't, I don't know what water cards. Do. Yeah, you, so I'm yes. like, can I read? You don't, what the you don't know does? any of the silver Sylvie it's, cards, and it was just really awkward because it slows down the game a lot, right? Not being able to reach across the table, pick up a card, and look at it, put it back, that kind yeah. of stuff. So that's my only other concern. I, I don't look. Yes. Are there possibly cheaters? Of course. I, I tend to think that the, in general, the community is very, very good. Uh, people are just willing to kind of have a community to play cards with. It's like, mm -hmm. what, 1% of the bad apples, you know? So guys, don't be shitty. You just got to like, be careful about that. You just got to be careful. But the reality is like, look, cheating can happen anywhere. So you have to, as a player, you do have to be vigilant. Yeah. yeah. The the pros outweigh the cons. Yeah. yeah the, pros definitely, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. I agree. Yeah. Just Huge. don't be a shitty person. Correct. Yes. TLDR. Correct. TLDR. All right, so let's go into our um, first topic of our podcast today, which is DOA send-off. So mm. at this point, we are at the end of Dawn of Ashes. Uh, as you know, like, you know, the, we've had, like, I guess the meta's been around for, like, okay, if we count the days of printable decks and the cards being previewed and TTS availability, mm -hmm. it may have already been, like, almost a year. But for everyone else that found out about this game in April when the game was mm -hmm. actually officially released, we've had about, like, four months worth of meta. Um, playing the game, the meta developing over time, which it's very impressive actually, even how much has changed from April to now, meta-wise, right? Yeah. Obviously the BRNR helped a little bit. Um, but what are your impressions overall with DOA? Talk about anything. That was fun. Good. good. <laughs> game good. Good, good, game good, good stuff. Um, for our first set, especially, <clears throat> yeah. 
um, I think it was a home run. Mm -hmm. uh, like, no, no matter what game it is, <laughs> the first iteration is not going to be perfect. Um, you're going to have strategies that emerge as being dominant. Yeah. Um, but the fact that um, those dominant strategies have kind of like almost self-policed yeah. throughout the months, like you see, you know, win Lorraine, Ferrari win Lorraine being number yeah. one, and then Rai coming like being the best, yeah. and then fire Lorraine, and then ver different versions of fire Lorraine yeah. with like you know the kind of keep your hand size big Lor yeah. Lorraine versus like the aggressive allies Lorraine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know <laughs> it sounds like we're just saying different flavors of Lorraine, but um, yeah. uh, I guess there is, you know, the only blemish being that like you know, Tamer is not super vi viable, yeah. um, and it's it's kind of a more of a not they're not being a deep enough card pool to support yeah. allies, and in this game, allies are like super vulnerable in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if like the Tamer relies on the the allies being on the board, and yep. <laughs> like unlike Magic, where you need removal to yes. kill allies in this game, you just attack them, yep. um, and then. There's cleave in every color, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. There's, there's barely cleave in blue. I mean, that, in no. Title sweep is is super good. <laughs> you and get the, the right sword. No, the fact that blue you get a even. Get blade. I mean, like, <laughs> water shouldn't even have cleave though. Water is like a defensive color. Like, why does it have cleave also? It does everything, even though it's like kind of inefficient at doing it. Yeah. Um, so, so Eva, you play a lot of water decks. What do you think about water in DOA? <laughs> Um, I'm happy we have better water cards now, I'll say that. I'm glad people better. are acknowledging that there are three elements in the game now. Free freezing hail is not good enough for you? I mean, yeah, it's good. Well, but it, it, was, it only became good after the DG. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Not not having it, yeah, you just you wake up anyways. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Okay. What, um, yeah. What else? What else? Eva, would do anything you want to talk about with DA? <laughs> yeah. So as a stubbornly non-meta player, um, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I think we can all kind of agree that like the the meta in DOA was slightly narrow, but I do think it was kind of intentionally done, right? Because because it is just set one. Yeah. It sounds like the devs did want it to be a bit slightly more straightforward for new players to yeah. pick up. Makes sense. Just like be driven to just the main characters like Rai and Lorraine, and not be too overwhelmed by too many mm -hmm. different mechanics and metas to figure out, right? Yeah, and uh, I kind of agree that starting simple is better. But even with that simplicity in terms of like uh, the number of viable decks, even a mirror match in this game seems like really intense. Yeah. Like really calculation and yeah. skill intensive. Yeah. And it's still fun to play. Yeah. Which is, I'll be honest, it's not fun for me to play mirror matches in Magic. Dude, I was just going to say, yes. Like, <laughs> Like if I were playing, if I were playing mono red versus mono red in Magic, it's like who has the better, hand? who won the die roll first, yep. who has the better opening hand, yep. and then like my hand just plays itself. And and that's the best mirror yeah. match you yeah. got in Magic because the, yeah, the blue ends, versus the blue one. Oh, oh my god! Are you kidding just, me? We're just shoot me no right one's now. doing anything, right? Yeah. Like I'm waiting for you to cast a spell so I can counter your spell. Oh, well, I'm waiting I mean, for you to counter my counter spell so I can counter your. Like, okay. But you know how long like the water mirror matches go oh, now. Oh, I'm very familiar. But in Magic, it's like because. Because it's like all about counter spells, and, uh -huh. and we just got counter spells in, in Fractured Crown. Um, but in, in Magic, blue is like the counter color. Right. So it's just like yeah. I play a land pass. I play a land pass, and then it goes like this for like for like an hour. Yeah. yeah. And um, every card is like slow you down, right? Like everything costs more. Oh well, you can't cast instants anymore. Like it's like things uh, like this. Be fair. 
<laughs> Everybody God. who knows me in person uh, knows my f- least favorite character of magic, which is Teferi. I effing hate Teferi. Uh, yeah. I see, I just, just want to like, I it, see Teferi like on Raja, and I just, I just quit. I just, I just, I just GG's. Right, I throw up GG's. I just go to the next game. It's a card that basically just says like, oh, you don't get to play. Only I get to play. Yeah. For like a That's fun, right? Great, great, great magic card. Yeah. It's like imagine the Viridian Trinket, <laughs> but it like it says like I get to do a bunch of other stuff and you don't get to do yeah, anything. Yeah. No, no, it's even better. It's like my spells cost less, your spells cost more. That's literally <laughs> that's, what that's, that's kind of like. It, does. It's yeah. like it's way worse. It's, I'm like, what? It, what oh, it's terrible. Right. I love our podcast, Talk MTG. It's great. Uh, it's going great. It always bleed. Yeah, you're right. It, it's <laughs> hard not to make okay, analogies. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I do have something to say about some metas, right? I felt like um, Xander, Fire Xander, had a day. Yeah. Or had a had a, a long period. I mean, didn't Fire Xander win some regional? Because people, too? when you're not prepared right? for it, it just comes out and like turn three does like like twenty damage or something like that. And there was like um, I want to say there was like a TTS tournament or something like some tournament where Mortred Fire Mortred with the whole Rhapsody, but also like the rending package, right? You can go like I think it's Mortred Lorraine type of thing, or was it like Lorraine uh, Mortred or Merlin package, where you can go like spell or uh, or, or sword was amazing too. I mean, it caught a lot of people off guard and it, I think it won number yeah. one or something. Yeah, that package. So so even back then, there was a lot of meta still undiscovered, mm-hmm. right, from from DOA. I definitely felt like there's a lot of that too. And then our friend was saying, if the, if the meta kept going, he had even more new tech that is not going to be discovered anymore because Fractured Crown is about to come out. That's right, yeah. Just, it was yesterday actually, yeah. We were playing at uh, FTC pre-release and then, uh, yeah, like, you know, my friend was basically just said like, oh man, I wish, we, I wish we had two more weeks of DOA because then that means I could try this other deck. And he's telling me about it. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that's, I could see it. I don't know if it would be competitive, but the fact that he has this idea and he wants to try it. And he's a, I mean, this guy also top, uh, top eight, I think, top eight at uh, regionals. So yeah, he's like not you, a bad player. Like you, brother. Yes, correct. Hey. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so moving on to the second part about DRA send-off, let's talk a little bit about store championships. As I understand, Eva, you compiled some stats for us for the store championships. Some interesting factoids you want to share with us? Sure. So um, I think something we definitely wanted to highlight was just how great our blooming community here is in Northern California. Look how represent. So lucky. Yeah, like not only do we have so many strong players, like in the Southern California regionals, Four out of the top eight were from NorCal. We actually had like guy. seven out of 16, I think, were, were NorCal as well. Yeah, yeah that's really 16, cool too, but four out of top eight is yeah, <laughs> more, slightly more impressive. Yeah. Actually, even better, uh, I think it was, uh, it was three out of the top four. Wow. Was it? I think so. Was it really? I think so, yeah. Huh. That's right. Yeah, that's, it that's was. Yeah. Awesome. So everyone but Ver. Everyone but Ver. Oh, Ver just yeah. Ver slayed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So bad. So we, we got to get our NorCal's got to Peter, get, you We got to get a grudge match against yeah. Ver. But yeah, anyway, really cool community. So cool meeting everyone. Everyone's been so nice and just like seeing the way everyone's been kind of like coming together over the months has been like really gratifying. Yeah, all across the Bay, like people would travel to the different events and like Mm -hmm. we get to know like Mm -hmm. cool people from Sacramento, San Jose, from both sides of the Bay. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I mean, I don't, I I guess some, some of the Final Cut people maybe uh, Sherry and group knows already. 
but mm-hmm. I, maybe for you guys, like you've never met them before. I just randomly met them because I was like, they're hosting a event GA, and I drove out there to go play Grand yeah, Archive at Sacramento. And that's where I met. Remember you telling me you're like, you're not gonna be a spike. You're like, I'm not gonna be hardcore. In this <laughs> you you game. know what the reason? I, right? I went there for the Merlin deck box. This is uh-huh. during my meta when I was running uh-huh. my Merlin deck. The whole like I was like refusing to play any deck but Merlin. After I played the Ferrari one week, and I was like, I'm done. I'm not playing Ferrari. I right could have given you a Merlin deck box. That's fine. Um, that's fine. I was just trying to hunt for one. I realized that I really need it anyways. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how I met all these people. It's really great. Mm-hmm. But and then I met all your friends, like like what all thirty yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, now you're now you're one of part of the crew. Yeah, I know some people now. Yep. Know some shit. Seen some shit. All right. Some shit. It's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, so back on uh, store championships. <laughs> about store championships. Yeah. 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 So we had four of them in NorCal for DOA. Um, the first one was at Final Cut up in um, near the Sacramento area. So I was told that they had 14 participants and the winner was, no surprise, Fire Lorraine, piloted uh-huh. by our friend Remedic, um, running in Seoul. Yep. Yeah. Um, Remedic is really good at playing this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He grand mm-hmm. archive yep. good. He's also a judge. Yes. <laughs> He's also the so judge. You always right. tell me how what I'm judging wrong. Mm. <laughs> He's minus four already, by the way. So. What does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, Ask <laughs> but, I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. Just, levels? No, they're 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 they give him negative points whenever he says something wrong. So apparently oh, on, the, on the server oh, he's oh, minus four. Just some inside joke. Okay. Yeah, some inside. I don't know. Because uh, the judge joke. quiz is he's he's yeah. minus four in the judge quiz. <laughs> something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Recently got another minus for some something. Doesn't matter. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Remedic. <laughs> We're just laying it all out there. You're, you're still the best. Still the best. I'm yes. Still like correct. NorCal guys go. Yeah. <laughs> And then the next two um, store champs that happened are kind of interesting. They were on the same day. Uh, I think this was kind of before our organizers were in touch. Yeah, and... that was a little bit unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, Vic- Victory Points already scheduled our store championships like two months before. Yeah. Um, like they even had a, a form for us to be able to mm-hmm. uh, to apply for it. That's right. um, and I think uh, talking to the organizer at Tofu, it was a similar situation for them. Uh, we tried to like work something out, maybe to avoid each other, but in the end, I think that was the best day for both of us. Um, so yeah, victory point in the morning, tofu in the afternoon. Plus, both stores—that's when we, you know, both stores run their regular events. So it yeah, definitely they, makes sense to do it on the same day that people. Yeah. They didn't want to change it up for the for course. their respective audiences. Yeah. Um, although it was possible if you went like you can O3 scrub out at victory point, yeah. drive down to San Jose. And then go to the tofu one also. It's like an hour away. But yeah, if you, you want you, two cars, two play yeah. mats, you can't do it. If you if you like give up on your dreams on vic- on victory point, <laughs> you could still try to get that invite That's right. um, driving down to San Jose. If you're dedicated enough. Technically, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think going forward there will definitely be more communication. Yeah. Just like as the community gets more tight knit, right? I think we'll we'll be okay from now on. But yeah, the first one that happened in the morning, Victory Point Cafe, we had 22 people. And that was taken home by Christian, who was running a really interesting um, wind Lorraine slash spirit of wind. Yeah, that was an awesome deck. It's only yeah. in the, it was Lorraine only level one, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. This and is he, with the Gildas and Wake Up. I, I saw, I saw him do Second the wind. twelve damage yeah. with Gildas. Yeah, Gildas, w- yeah. Wake Up, Gildas. Okay, yep. just yeah. like super fast. I, I'm already yeah PTSD. Yeah. Yep. And for those that don't know, that's you play Gildas, um, and yeah. then you bring out your uh, ornamental. Um, great sword gets a plus one. Mm-hmm. You tap, you attack with seven cards in hand. Then you play second wind, which gives you exactly balance. Yeah. Wakes up, uh, Gildas, and also gives it plus one. 
So now it's instead of swinging for four, it's swinging for six. And then you swing again for another six. Um, so. Yeah, the way to counter this, by the way, is you have to kill Gildas on the first turn he plays it. So the, the, the key is that on the, one, the first turn he plays Gildas, of course he's going to balance it, either with a squirrel, GCR, some way to get equal hands. And then you need to kill that Gildas on the turn back. So if I'm the player playing against this deck, kill the Gildas, you can't leave it on the board. Because if you leave it on the board, you're taking, like, you know, Foamy's talking about 12, 12 to the face next turn. Yeah. Foamy. Foam, foamy. Foam? Foam? Everybody calls How much me foam? Some- Everybody calls me something different. Okay, it, um, it is what it is. Cool. Uh, <laughs> next door. Next door. Tofu's. Okay. Yeah, and then Tofu's had twelve people. I was told, and um, it was won by Sean, who <sighs> loves his rye, really his uh, arcane fire rye. Yep. Yeah, yep. Sean's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I played against him with uh, like super fire rain aggro, yep. and I was like, okay, I'm like, I'll like just aggro you out. Yeah. But I still like lost because I. I, I died while I was still a, fire, a spirit of fire, uh, um, because on, it's partly your fault. It is partly my fault, <laughs> but like I pass, I didn't kill him on my turn three, so on his turn three, he just erupted me to death. Um, but yeah. And he also runs the mad mage, the conduit of mad mage. Oh, it didn't even get that far. From me, so <laughs> I didn't got it. But so he conduited you. No, but he said that it got him some wins. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, the first time I ever played uh, Sean at Tofu, I was running the Ferrari. And he played it to conduit, and I was like, "Wow, I guess I'm gonna take about, you know, it's basically one, two, four. You know, just keep going." No, it's it's good because people will try to do like a, a water barrier or where uh, what's it called, spell shield arcane. Just gets through all those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, each one is a different instance of an attack. So yeah, it's a it's a surprise for sure. And then also, the fun little fact is that if. If perhaps Tofu and Victory Point had been on separate days, we potentially could have had up to 34 people yep. at one store camp. Yep. Which or is both. Pretty yep. cool. Yeah, like, both. Because exactly. I'm, I'm sure everyone's going to try it again over. Yeah. No, we, we were a- talking to them like, yeah, everybody who was at each of the respective store yeah. championships would have been at both store championships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We would have had two regionals. Yeah, uh, uh, we would have double a Houston. Re- oh, oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. All right. Okay. Spoilers? Is there another store for the NorCal? Yes, Recap? there was one last one at Card Art with 20 people. Yeah. And that was won by Savon with his Fire Lorraine also running in Seoul. He deserves it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. he like crushed me so badly. Yeah, he, he, he ran over me too. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he, uh, talking to Savon a little bit after we played uh, in the top eight, uh, Savon said, yeah, his deck was run, running super hot that day. Draws were good. Mm-hmm. Every card he needed mm-hmm. was there. I mean, yeah, and he, he felt really good. That's the key. And you know what he runs? Spirit's Blessing. I've never seen anyone run Spirit's Blessing. No, I, yeah. I freezing hailed him, thinking uh, it would keep yeah, him rested. Yeah. So, you That's know, crazy. no one yeah. sold this turn. And he freaking yeah, he was prepared for blessing. freezing hail, which is, is like surprising. Yeah. Oh, congrats, Savannah. Yes, congrats, no, Savannah. Savannah has two, two invites now. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. I That's think right. a lot of our, uh, yeah, our, our champs have two invites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. They're very good. Yeah. Speaking of two invites, uh, should we talk about? SoCal Regionals? Yeah, you were, the, you were there. Give us, give us the breakdown. How did it go for you? Oof. So um, I had a lot of fun. I thought it was really interesting just to see like how an actual tournament works. And it's even, uh, you know, it also was really helpful because I was able to go to day two. So playing mm-hmm. all of day one and really pushing. I mean, I actually, I think on day one, I told Peter, even if I basically have zero chance, let's say I go zero three, I was gonna play the whole day out. I'm gonna play round, I'm gonna be the zero seven like on, on day one, right? Um, we did start a little bit later, around 12, 
there's some some issues with like our, our uh, match like website like i think it like deleted a bunch of people's oh, like, it records crashed it crashed and deleted a bunch of people's deck lists or something it's like you know issues that were literally outside of every single possible prepared like mm -hmm. disaster that they already had like the volunteers were really great they they were like oh if this happens we have this the one thing that they didn't prepare for did happen so was uh, that a challenge or? uh no it was much macherino oh macherino macherino okay. yeah anyway so um there was that and then uh, but you know just going through seven rounds really long day I think we finished a little bit like what 20 minutes 30 minutes before midnight on day one yeah. and then day two went from about 10 a.m. until about 7 was when we finally finished so yeah I mean basically I played every single match possible I guess yeah. given the given the, 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 the how I did the, yeah so uh, what I, I, I made top I guess I made second place. Uh, yeah. I, we were watching you. I got to, yeah, yep. I, I try to say hi to all everybody, all the you know, yeah. Bay Area, Yay Area folks. Um, yeah, but I got defeated by Ver. I think is fair. Uh, I would also say I had a lot of beginners luck for sure. Um, there were definitely, I, you know, my deck was drawn really well that whole time, and I know a lot of the players that I played with, you know, that are locals to us, um, that I defeated definitely were not drawing super hot. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about with respect to playing at regionals was a water Lorraine so yeah. I I knew about like somebody in Florida running this thing and making making it pretty high up I don't know if they won the tournament but water Lorraine was on the list yeah so top number one in Florida were shared by two people uh, according to Luxair's map it was mm -hmm. a water Lorraine and a wind Lorraine both had one list oh. next to them oh okay so maybe they like split the prize or something possibly yeah. okay yeah so I was not prepared for this. And um, funny thing is the Wednesday before the regionals, I actually start practice with, with you two. And yeah, we, we just randomly said, hey, let's just practice against Water of the Rain mm -hmm. for fun and see the see the tech. And then that taught me a ton. I mean, I remember I was actually going into regional the whole time thinking like, what, what would I do with Water of the Rain? Like, what is my optimal line? Um, and so I, I put a lot of this th thought into that matchup. And so, of course, I think it was round four, I faced my first water Lorraine. I knew exactly what to do. I mean, like, it's you do the best with what you have. And um, yeah, so I mean, I, I knew how to play around Mist. I knew how to, like, I basically would always ask, do you have yeah, six cards? That was surprising because, like, when you played against Eva, yeah. you lost like five games in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Too many games. Yeah. yeah. It was very um, scary because I felt like if I was playing against water, water Lorraine, I had a lot of uh, problems with the deck I was bringing, right? So, yeah. Um, counting number of cards they have, understanding when they pass, like what are they holding? And then just basically against Water Lorraine, like trying to build up for a massive turn where they cannot heal yeah, out of it yeah. would be the right play to do. So I think like, like people who are not as skilled, like not accustomed that like they, if he hadn't played you a bunch of times, people don't know, remember, they just forget they have a sort of seeking. Yeah. They're like, oh, like they go for the insole and then try to miss and like, oh no, all my swords break, yeah. GG. Yeah. But no, you have, you have true, a true side sword, so make use of it. Go for a, a giant devastating, go for a giant rending with that. Or use your Ghost of Pendragon, tuck the swords back in, uh, uh, ascension your swords back in. There's, there's a lot of play around it, but um, I think uh, people, if people aren't used to the matchup, they can get surprised by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, it's one of those things where, um, I mean, I think a lot of people just didn't expect... The problem with that, you know, is that you would have to have extra cards for the devastating, which you don't mm -hmm. because you insult probably with seven, not thinking like, mm -hmm. hey, they could miss or what? what are they going to heal? Let's say five. Who cares? Right? right I'm right. doing 17 damage, 18 damage. You heal for five. Cool. I don't care. No, it's actually not like that at all. Uh, it's you're, you're going to do zero or one damage. Yeah. Right? And so how are you going to 
you know, how's that going to work? Uh, yeah, and, so it, and all your stores are broken, so now you can't materialize stuff. Mm -hmm. So be patient. So be patient. Wait you have like 10 cards and then go yeah. for it. 10 cards. You can also insole for um, every sword but Seeking. It's also yeah, another way to do it. If you don't have anything, you can seven cards, insole everything but Seeking. Force them to play defense, defensive options, right? Which, again, you're just trying to make sure they're not bluffing you with six. Because they didn't bluff you, now you're still coming in for like... You know 14 damage so respectful and now because all the swords break your seeking is gonna be super strong and they can't miss the next turn so there's ways to kind of play around this but now mm -hmm. in ftc when they get the sword of seeking you know yeah. you got the you got the tech against against the sword of seeking right oh fracture eyes yeah goodbye fresh, fresh. yeah yeah so we I, I think lauren's gonna get knocked down quite a bit um yeah i, I think i think again it's just like uh you know we'll talk about this more in ftc but i think like it's still a lot of unknowns a lot of unknowns. Mm -hmm. We don't know because right? people haven't really tested decks yet. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes with more players playing, with more players looking at cards. We'll know. All right. So, uh, Sean, I, I I think like one of these days I was asking you about something and you, you mentioned yeah. the Houston regional My, controversy. So, yeah, what happened yeah. there? I, I kind of had like a little bit of a... Uh, <clears throat> My friend, um, so shout outs to Ruckman from the Crew 3 podcast. Uh, it's a great magic podcast, uh, all about Pioneer. Um, one of one of my favorite podcasts that I had always been listening to. Um, he recently got into Grand Archive. Yes. Um, Get him in. Also thanks to this guy. Sink into oblivion. I, I have to like pull everybody down <laughs> down to my level. Um, but uh, yeah, Ruckman's a great guy. Uh, he's actually, I think, uh, a Texan. I'm not sure where okay. he lives in Texas. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's been telling me, you know, he wanted to go to the Houston Regional and stuff yeah. like that. So all of this information, you know, he's kind of like told me a lot of it and also some stuff I've gathered around. Um, hope, I'm, you know, I'm not 100% sure on all the details, but uh, yeah, there's been like a lot of kind of weird stuff going on with the, the Houston Regionals. Mm -hmm. um, like, I think the first thing was when they had to register for the event, which is like, I think it was like two or three months out for the event. Uh, the organizer required you everyone to submit deck lists at that time like with the registration and like when people don't know like you know am I going to be able to get into it if I wait too long like you, know, you saw what happened at set right yeah all the slots filled, filled, filled out yeah so imagine if you were like trying to rush to like sign up for a sense path of silver but you mm -hmm. also had to submit a deck that mm -hmm. day like you know nobody's that confident in their deck, you know, for a tournament that's gonna happen three months down. Yeah, no way. Right? So yeah. like this is kind of like unheard of. Yep. And you know, the the devs like Siladar, Aldeas, they're like, we'll talk to them. Um so some uh, like a week or two went by and eventually I think the the tournament organizers for the Houston region was like, okay, you don't have to submit a deck list at the same time. They, they basically were like, okay, sorry. Are yep. bad. Yep. Um, so that's that's that was fine. Um, and then the next thing that happened was it was supposed to be a two day event. It was Saturday and Sunday, yeah. and then they suddenly out of nowhere canceled the Saturday. And it's gonna say it said it was only gonna be Sunday, Sunday only. Okay. And you can imagine because people had planned flights to go in. Yep. Um, it's gonna be really hard. And if it's only gonna be on a Sunday, um, you know people have to work the following day. So yeah. if you, people were doing like Saturday and Sunday, they could just see if like. They would get in yeah. day two first before they decide if they want to stay for the whole thing. Right. But if you're going Sunday and that's the whole thing, then yeah. you might not want to risk it. Yeah. People didn't know exactly why that happened, but then it emerged that it might have been because there was a conflicting Yu-Gi-Oh event. Um, <laughs> like last minute schedule. Okay. But like and schedule it, conflict and it was like kind of like um, Konami forced their hand. 
Oh. Like, well, like Konami was like, oh, I think originally the Yu-Gi-Oh event was scheduled on a different day. Right. And this part is like, I'm not 100% sure on the details. Right. 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 Um, but they, due to some other snafu, Konami's like, I think they're like, we believe this is the best day for you to do it. Okay. And there's like, you know, like 200s or so Yu-Gi-Oh players. Yeah. Or something like that. So if the store was like, no, we already booked a Grand Archive on yeah. that day, then yeah, yeah. The, the, that group yeah, of players would be really upset. Right. Um, so I think they kind of felt like they didn't have a choice. Yep. Um, so, you know, Grand Archive, new indie game versus, you know, established big game. Grand big Archive three. got bumped. Big three, yeah. Yeah. Um, so went from two days to one day. Houston Regionals rolls around. Um, this is again. It's supposed to be like you know a regionals that has you know top eight all gets invites yeah. to uh, the nationals. Yeah. But uh, something like twenty people showed up. Showed up. Mm. Uh, I think Luxor's map listed twenty one people. Twenty one people. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's. I mean, that's less than our store championship. <laughs> to be less honest. Than our store um, not not like no not, no shade on Houston on on you know yeah. um you know the the scene there. I mean, I'm sure there are some really dedicated players. Yep. Um, it's. Like isn't it the devs like home base yeah. areas so. too? Yeah. Um, so it just seems like due to an unfortunate like uh, confluence of a bunch of different factors, um, maybe people just couldn't make it out. Yeah, like schedule changes and things like that. Um, and it ended up being instead of top eight, it was just top four, which yeah. is still pretty awesome. Is like a quarter of the people that, or a fifth of the per people that yeah. show up get to go get, to the, get, the yeah, nationals. Sure, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I forget. Do you know who won that one? Uh, Houston. I don't know the person, but I know oh. it was won by a fire hybrid oh, deck. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that was the... erupting and fire momentum deck. I don't know. Uh, sorry, I don't remember. But there, there's actually multiple regional winners that played fire hybrid decks, which is super interesting. Yeah. Like having Rai, Lorraine, and Merlin in yep. their decks. Uh, yeah. Whoa. And then you kind of like I mean, decide which which way you go depending, depending on who your opponents mm -hmm. are. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Nice, yeah, neat deck list though, for sure. Yeah. Cool. So I think with that, uh, we're done talking about DOA, Dawn of Ashes. Yeah, so, yeah. Send off. Otsu, DOA. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's curry. Okay. Dawn of Ashes. Dawn of, Dawn of Ashes. All right. Uh, so moving forward, we're going to talk about our second topic of the day is FTC release. Yeah. Fractured Crown. Fractured Crown. Crown. Okay. Um, so. Coming off of Fractured Crown release, we have some interesting market data and also, of course, some like oh. crit run info. We got the solo game special. Solo game we got to get that finance info. Uh, okay, so let's talk. Let's you know what we're gonna we're gonna kind of like change this a little bit. Let's talk about like the box info first because that's gonna like probably lead into a little bit what's happening on the market, uh, which I'll share next. So Eva, I think you have data on the box info too. Eva's got on the data. This I, I'm just on my laptop. So on top I'm just, of it. I'm just, like, just pulling it out. <laughs> pull it out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what, what was the print run of Fractured Crown? Sure. For booster boxes, we yeah. have 41,400 and will not be reprinted. Okay. So by the way, this is, I mean, so like, you see, everyone understand how this works, right? Like for people who are just Grand Archive people, you don't know how, how crazy it is that this company shares this info like the moment it's released. It's unheard of. Yeah. That's very cool. Look, Magic never shares it. Magic says, hey, guess, guess, guess how many we printed. Ha ha ha, right? 
Fab, which is like gets a lot of props from the community for even sharing this data, they share it almost like six months to a year after print. Yeah, it got them in trouble too, right? Yeah. Because they, but, there was like the whole debacle with the first edition for Tales of Aria. And Monarch. Monarch. Monarch is where, Monarch where the, the downfall started, yeah. Because like people didn't know what the print Everyone was. Everyone was guessing. And a lot of LGSs actually got burned too. So let's not even talk about the players who pay $300 for first edition Monarch, but the, the LGSs who got burned paying like 150 Yeah. right? Or whatever, yeah. you know, and they had to kind of eat that too because, you know, once all the prices came down, the players, I mean, there's a lot of hate, right? Because if you pay 300 and suddenly the box are like 110, 120, you're like, what the heck? So real big props to these guys for being transparent. Yeah, like, crazy, yeah. crazy cool, right? And and not just that, for everyone who doesn't know, every single card, you have card data. I don't know why they do this for commons, but you know, you can <laughs> see how many foil commons or foil, you know commons there are out there about yeah, SMH. Yeah, full breakdown. Full breakdown, it's all there. Um, but the market is reacting to those numbers because uh, I mean, as far as I can see, even like within the two or three days of the GA marketplace, uh, you see CSRs, like I think the Morgan uh, the Morgan CSR was one that I saw a lot of postings for, but it went from somewhere like, you know, 750 sold instantly down to 650, 600. I think nowadays a lot of CSRs are going for 500 and maybe it's even it, lower. And people are not even like buying them, right? Yeah. So they, everyone's kind of waiting because it's like, there's probably a ton of supply in the market and everyone kind of like felt like they missed out with DOA. Now they're finally able to kind of purchase FTC, which is why people were like really, you know, going yeah. after And this. like the volume of product being open for FTC seems yeah. like it's a lot greater than DOA yes. too. Yes. Yeah, because the boxes are cheaper technically. Yeah. And um, the, the way that the boxes are designed to allow for like a CSR guaranteed per case, yeah. mm. it makes it so that you're incentivized to open a whole case, right? By yourself, yep. that kind of, yep. you don't really we have friends that. that we understand. But <laughs> multiple cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so there's that. So the, the little bit of market info doesn't really mean anything. I would say like, look, if, if you like Grand Archive, right? And you think the game has any sort of like longevity, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Take the CSR, throw it into a binder. Don't even look at it, right? Wait, wait three years, see what happens. I guarantee you every single one of those CSRs will go up, right? Mm -hmm. If you like the game, you feel like it has longevity. Look, even if you just sit, think, think like, hey, I really want to play XYZ character in my deck. Yeah, feel free to pay. Like if you want to buy it, like this is probably the lowest. This happens in MTG all yeah, the time too. Like is. right at release, when all the card becomes more available for the whole market, everything tanks. And then guess what happens? Every single set, they all kind of slowly pick back up. I don't, I don't think F, uh, Grand Archive would be any different than this game. Yeah, though these early sets, all the singles are yeah. gonna rise in the long yeah. term because this is the fewest amount of players there's yeah. ever going to be yeah. for Grand Archive. Right. It's only going to um, exponentially grow from Correct. here. Correct, yeah, and, and can you just read for me, like what is the print run number for Morgan, for example? The, the CSR? CSR? Yeah. 425. Total, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for the foil. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, is that population? Yeah, yeah that's foil? the foil. Oh yeah, they're that's all the, foil, yeah, the CSR. CSR, yeah. CSR, yeah. 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 So like one way to think about it is like there are only 425 of this card available, period, right? And it's forever. Uh, they're not reprinting this card, at least not with the signature, this, you know, whatever format. So once this game has a thousand players, if even half of them want this card, what's the price? Once this game has like, I don't know, like 20,000 players, if even like 20% of this, the players want this card, what happens to the price? You can imagine how this works, right, long-term. And there will always be collectors, and we have some of these friends, you know, uh, with us too, that they're gonna hold on to these cards, and they're gonna, you know, sell them back to the market, which means you take the 460, you cut it by some amount, let's say half, mm -hmm. they're in a collection, or in a box. They're not discovered. So the real pop is like 200, that's really on the open market, and then once they sell enough, no one's really gonna sell. They already, they're with the owners that wanna keep them forever. 
So like, if you think, I mean, if uh, personally, solo games, I, if I see something that's like pretty reasonable price, I'm probably gonna pick it up too. Why not? Okay, so for FTC, we had our sealed event this past weekend. Uh, what do you guys all think about general impressions of the event? Well, it sure looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, how was the event, Mark? Okay, so for Sorry. the context, uh, the event sold out. <laughs> so uh, Eva and I actually didn't get to play. But uh, Mark looked like uh, he was uh, really enjoying himself. He looked grand old uh, time. Extra context, <laughs> Eva had to give up her spot for me. So Very thank generous. you both. I think you had to give up your spot for, already for someone else who was walking, yep, right? I yeah, I did. So... Uh, I think overall the event was really, really good. Um, yeah. I, I think I, just sitting around, I heard a lot of players talk about how they really enjoy the sealed and limited experience uh -huh. that is different from just playing constructed. It's like a different game as like, you know, different cards are now viable, which is exactly what um, the intent, I think, for a sealed yeah, limited sure. is. I noticed some people that usually don't do that well in our constructive events yeah. because they're brewers and they like to play off meta decks in the top tables for the sealed event. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yes, That's so cool. proud. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like any limited events, I think allies are very strong. So having a deck with more allies, uh, the, the common mistake I think a lot of players would make is putting too many uh, spells, attacks into their deck mm -hmm. instead of allies. So, you know, go higher with allies is probably, you know, a beneficial thing to do. Um, one combo that stood out a lot of tables was the Lurking Assailant plus Mark of the oh, Fervor God. combo. Mm -hmm. Essentially, disgusting. yeah, like Lurking Assailant is already a really strong card by itself. And then you put Mark of Fervor, which basically makes it impossible to kill. Yeah, I, don't I think, think I've seen like three people doing that, that combo. I think they're both commons too. They're both commons. Well, not just that. Lurking Assailant, you already get guaranteed. Why? It's it's one of the cards that came with a pack of like... Uh, oh, no wonder. That's why everyone gets one, at least. Everybody's oh, guaranteed yeah. a Lurking Assailant. And then oh, me, my. like I pulled three. I did not pull any Mark of Fervor, so I didn't I didn't full combo, but I did have three Lurking Assailants in my deck because yeah. the card is already by itself is pretty good. So it's like, it's permanent, basically permastealth and attacking every turn and, def and retaliating every turn. Correct, correct. You can't um, attack into it. It's very strong 3-4 if you put the Mark of Fervor on. Yeah, it's a, it's it's tough That's to deal with. Gross. It's really hard to deal with. Yeah. I was Disgusting. watching people playing. Um, uh, Sean was like, "Yeah, you should main deck uh, Scatter Essence, <laughs> which is like destroy target Fantasia floating memory." And yeah. like, why would you main deck this terrible card? Yeah. And then I watched games with Marker Fervor and Lurking Sail. I'm like, oh, I understand now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, also like Ordinary Bear is very good. <laughs> a lot better than yeah, I yeah. think a lot of people think it is. Because uh, it was Pride Two. Pride Two and floating yeah. memory, and a lot of players were playing Sylvie, so you could. Uh, Get, get Sylvie out, get a bear that's already buffed, so it becomes a 3-4. Then you get the Beast Bonder ears, and this bear is like live with 3-4, yeah. hard to kill. It's really good. So and There are a lot of Sylvies. There are a lot of Sylvies, yeah. yeah. Also, that's a, that's pretty pretty meta. Cool. So um, moving on to the next section, I do want to ask both of you, mm -hmm. talk about like some of the cards that are your favorite cards in FTC. Mm. What are some cards you're looking forward to? Why? Card cards. What it was, sure. you could say, what's your favorite card? <laughs> sure, well, as a disgusting Crux player, I'm very excited for the Majestic Spirit <laughs> oh. and Incarnate Majesty. I think the Incarnate Majesty art is extremely epic. The, the beautiful it's ram horse. The, deer? the Pegasus. They keep saying deer. deer. Now I finally deer, know what deer, deer is. Deer ram horse. Okay, got it. Yeah. Pegasus. Pegasus. Pegasus, okay. With four wings. It's insane. Like, it's insane, yeah. That's a big boy. Yeah. Okay, so you, you're just excited to bring this card out, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, it does everything. What can he not do? He does everything. That's true. It's the also ultimate the... defensive card. Basically, mm -hmm. you slam it down and you're just like, I'm safe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then I smack you for four each turn. That's right. 
Yeah, and it gives your champ spell shroud too. So like, mm -hmm. Rai can't even like blast you once this card is out. Yeah. Oh, the only thing it can't do is save itself from being bounced. But, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a nice majestic spirit you got there. It would be uh, sad if uh, it was in a fishing accident. It would be a sh oh. <laughs> mm. If this gets bounced, does it go to your material deck or your yeah, hand? Yeah, it goes back to your okay, material deck. Cool, cool, cool. Or if it's destroyed, it goes to banish. But uh, Incarnate Majesty can summon it from either your material banish material or, or banish. Yeah, okay. So it's never truly dead. Just like all the swords Florian has. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sweet card, though. Yeah. Uh, Both of the cards are sweet. Yeah, I think it'll definitely have an impact on the, on the meta, yeah. allowing for some of these more reactive or defensive water decks to maybe have a good top end finisher. Yeah. Yay. yeah finally. Finally. <laughs> I, I think I think water had 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 a chance. I think a lot of people just kind of slept on it. That's why. Uh, what about you, Foamy? Uh, so speaking of water, I'm also a filthy water player now. Everybody, let's uh, go. Because let's I, go. I, I straight up think it's the best color post FTC. Yeah. Um, and I don't think so. My favorite card. I don't think it's a good card, but it's a very spicy card. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of shenanigans you could do it. What is it? And it's uh, innervate knowledge. Okay. And uh, I think it's the best of the Innervate cycle. Okay. So all the, this is a cycle of cards. They all require you to recover five life and then de-level your champion mm -hmm. to do it. And they each have a different effect. Yep. I think the water one is the best. It's just draw two cards. Yep. Um, so you can do some really funny shenanigans with Innervate cards because when you level up again, you get their enter effects again. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so like I've heard some people say they're gonna use it to keep de-leveling de and re-leveling Rai 1 uh, to get enlightenment counters. Yep. And every time you cards. do it, you draw two cards too. So you're actually drawing, uh, you spend, you draw two cards and itself, you spend a card and then you spend a card to level up. So it's card neutral, but you're in light getting enlightenment counters every time. Um, so I don't know if this is good, if it's actually progressing your game plan, like getting yeah. enlightenment counters very slowly like this, Yeah. but it's something you can do. Something um, yeah. And what I'm doing with it is uh, I am de-leveling and re-leveling yeah. Xander, Xander, Korhazi's, Krohazi's what? It's chosen. Krohazi's chosen. Mm, That's right. Nice. The one that gives you spell shroud and yes. stealth, mm -hmm. and to basically make a uh, a Xander that is permanently Detects. spell shroud and stealth every turn. Yep. And it's a uh, it's a pretty fun deck to pilot. I don't know if it's gonna win anything, yeah. but uh, in testing, it's been uh, very but but interesting. How do you pay deck. for the level up? I mean, like, aren't isn't that pretty costly? It's very costly. Yeah. So you got a DG a lot. Yeah. You have a, um, there's 24 floating memory in the deck. Oh, okay. And you're uh, so you're tied divining a, a bunch to dump all these things into yeah. your grave. Yeah. It doesn't have enough uh, to share with Frost uh, Frost Run Paladin. Yeah. So I don't actually run any Frost Run Paladin because you need every floating memory yep. you can get. Yep. Um, and it's very difficult because every time you do this loop, it yeah. costs a lot, and yeah. then you're not really advancing your board. Yeah. But you are gaining prep counters very slowly. So eventually, you could kill them with uh, with it. Nah, you would. Uh, you, <laughs> have, you have to kill them in one turn with okay. like a, uh, th a thousand refractions or yeah, something like that. Refractions, yeah. um, but uh, that's kind of uh, one of the brews that I'm making with uh, Innervate Knowledge. It's nice. very annoying to play against. Yes, we've been doing some testing this one. Yeah. But then, so super fun. <laughs> but then you <laughs> played Incarnate games. Majesty, and then that has True Sight. Mm -hmm. And then, so I have played against a Sylvie and your deck with that. And then whenever they get a True Sight big boy down, then it kind of rolls you uh, it's, it's pounding time. Yeah. <laughs> right, because the, yeah. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your, your defense barriers come, come down yeah. from it, yeah. Um, so what's, your, so what's your favorite card? My uh, yeah, so I, I I brought my favorite card actually. Uh, it's it's the uh, Merlin Kings. I'm I'm such a, yep. a normie, right? Like I just this card I've been like really hot for since um, 
I think it was like God. release or. Remember when you were like saying how embarrassed you were about the anime? Oh no no no! no, no, no. Same mark? Look, I can just I can just take the anime art. I don't need that the anime art. The the part about this card is amazing. So this is the the spike in me, right? I see Crux, good. I see level three, okay, pretty good. I see Merlin, great, useful. So Merlin has a way to kind of like defend. Mm -hmm. My my problem with playing Merlin back in uh, at DOA was always like I died too fast. Mm -hmm. Twenty eight health, guys. We already need yeah. no twenty eight health is too strong, right? I see Mage and Warrior. Come on, guys. Like, mm, at this point, plus, what are we talking mm -hmm. about? This card is, like, insanely good, right? And then, of course, I mean, I know, I know in the, like, when you read the card, it feels like you're taking, like, every other turn. But I'm sure. If not this set, some other set, there's going to be some shenanigans where I can turn on this card every single turn. Right? Yeah. All I have to do is just put a level counter on, right? Right? Whatever. So, I don't know if that's a good way to play the card, but. Hey, it is one way, right? Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, that. Um, and with that card, I'm now also a filthy water player too because oh they printed. Oh my god, really? we're all water players all because water because players they printed counter spells. Like I love. I mean, look, I hate. I love. I love the fact that I can just say, uh, you, "Oh, you want to play this like Incarnate Majesty? Yeah, pay two more. You can't. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wait, how, so how do we all feel about that counter? The first counter spell in I the, think Frostbind. Frostbind, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's kind of weak, actually. Right. So, so, yeah. so a counter spell like this, I think, is pretty weak. There's, there's ways to get around it. There's actually a lot of ways to get around it. Yeah. So this is. I don't think conditional it's conditional counter spell. It's they very conditional. To, they can. It only works if they don't have the extra two that they mm -hmm. can pay for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I do like the fact that it does not go to your graveyard. It goes to, the, to banish, yes. which yes. is very key. It would Absolutely. be unplayable if it didn't have that effect. Eh, not I'm pretty pretty sure it'd be unplayable if it didn't have. That I think effect. you. So, so if you're playing counter magic, or you know, just in general, you're playing a thing where you're preventing someone else from playing cards. All you care about is just like making sure their game plan is slowed down, right? So you can progress to inevitability. That's so if you're in a tempo deck. Yeah. But I just think like, for example, like if they do their in soul and you frostbind it and it didn't send it to, to banishment, they're just gonna like crux it and do it again. Next, again keep yeah. doing it over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And of course all the floating memory cards, same same logic. Yep. Uh, if it didn't have that bonus, this, this card would be stone unplayable in my opinion. What if we drop one cost on it? Makes it one. Uh, it would be too good. One, <laughs> if one, it were one, it would be too good. One negates uh, go to graveyard is too good. Yeah. Okay. One, it, yeah, it's like a quench actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this card is not as good in a control deck as it is in an offensive tempo deck. Yeah. Because if you're like gathering up your hand to like insole them, yeah. and then they try to play some offensive, a defensive spell like yeah. uh, they'll. Um, Let's say they try to uh, shroud, and then you counter their shroud also. Um, then it's very. I think it's strongest in that situation. I, I think of this card exactly like that too. You know, one of my complaints of uh, DOA was not be able to interact enough with players. Imagine this against Reckless Conversion, for example. You just stop it. No, nope. uh, I mean it, it, they'll. This will definitely change the way people play. Yeah. People yeah. can't just be like, I'm gonna dump everything down and then reckless. Yeah. Um, they have to always be like, I have to leave up to, which could be the difference between I win right now or I, I wait another turn between before I go off. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but it's also a card that gets worse the longer the game goes, because you know at some point people are gonna have like unlimited cards, and they just pay for it. With tithe proclamation, tithe. Oh, with tithe proclamation, tithe, tithe not. makes it. Tithe makes it. Yeah, really that's a good point. Too. Yeah, so that's a good point. Um, but those are some really great additions that we're getting from FTC mm -hmm. that uh, there's answers now to some of the broken strategies. Um, should be fun. Should be fun. Yeah. So, wait. so 
I, I think I think we're good. That wraps up our first episode ever of the Talk GA okay. podcast. Yay. Yay. Yay! All right. So uh, I do want to tell everyone that if you have any questions you want to ask us, uh, you can feel free to hashtag Talk GA in the comment section below of this video. If you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, feel free to send an email to solargamesllc at gmail.com. Make sure you put Talk GA in the subject. And that way I know it's for this podcast and then we'll address those questions on the show in the future cool uh i hope you really enjoyed it we certainly enjoyed doing this podcast so again yeah, that was a lot of fun i'm mark from solo games we have um May from foamy <laughs> i i no, i'm even like forgetting how to say my name <laughs> sure, Man, I'm, sure we messed with him so hard yeah i am Eva. thank you for watching or listening yeah thank you yeah stay classy stay classy stay classy, oh, st- stay classy. Stay classy. Yeah. <laughs>